Come on, tell your neighbor and say, let's get ready to go today. Come on, let's get ready to go today. We are finishing up a series of lessons called The Life. It's our Christmas series. We've looked at three things or two things already. Thank you. We'll look at the third thing today in concluding of this this series. We looked several weeks ago, two weeks ago, talked about that the life begins. We really talked about the sanctity of life. We talked that if, thank God, if Jesus wasn't born, if Jesus didn't have a natural human experience, we would not have a everlasting spiritual experience. Jesus came so he could die. He was born. Thank God that Mary kept him. Thank you that Joseph didn't try to persuade uh, her to abort this baby that was not his. And so we want to encourage you that we are a church, and we just said we're a pro-life church. We fight for the right to life. Come on, everybody. Because why? Not because of my experience Uh, uh, pro or or against, you know, it's because of my experience looking at what the Word of God says. We follow and we adjust our thinking with what the Scriptures say. Secondly, last week we talked about that the life grows. We looked at the life of Jesus. We looked at two scriptures from the book of Luke, and we found out that it says that he grew in wisdom. He grew in stature. We looked at that phrase, stature, the ability to carry weight. He grew in stature. He grew in, he grew in wisdom and stature, favor with God and favor with man. And so we looked at those four things last week and what God is asking us to continually grow in today Let's just kind of put the, you know, the bow on the present, if you will, and let's just have this one phrase all day as we look at this thought, the life matures, the life matures. Uh, um, I, I am very interested in spiritual growth. Um, for me, I'm interested in, in, in um, uh, soulish growth and in, in reading and developing. I, I'm interested in physical growth. I want to I wanna grow strong. I believe that, you know, if, if my spirit is alive, I want to make sure this thing, this body that's carrying my spirit makes it to the finish line. I, I don't have a vision to be old and decrepit and, and yet alive spiritually on the, ins- on the inside. I, I want my spirit, soul, and body to be preserved blameless into the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, so I want to encourage all of us that as we we receive the life of God, we're growing in the things of God. That the that our entire being is maturing in the very concept and the precepts of the Word of God. When we talk about that, the life matures biblically in the New Testament. The Apostle Paul and the Apostle John talk about spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers. Uh, uh, and so I'm going to encourage you, when we think about maturity and you think about maturity, I want you to have a game and plan in mind that if you're a little bit aged like me or maybe a little bit older or you're way younger, still in your mind, it, w- it would say, I-, I want to become, I want to be a spiritual father and or a spiritual mother. Uh, John talks about it, that these are men, these are women who love God, who love Scripture, who love the community of Christ, who, who have devoted their life and their attention to following and furthering the cause of Jesus in the earth and allowing God and His Spirit to work in them and through them. I've said this before, just a kind of a go phrase for me, is that, is that spiritual fathers see further. Spiritual mothers see more. Once again, 
Spiritual fathers see further. Why? Because they've got a, an experience of God, a, a spiritual experience. They've got a natural experience maybe in the things in a business or in raising a family or marriage and going through challenging times. Uh, spiritual mothers see more. They've raised children. Maybe they're, they're, maybe they're raising some grandchildren. They're around their life. They just Their experience is different. And so I want to encourage you that if you are young or younger, I would maybe pull back from your, your homeboys or homegirls or getting all your wisdom from people that are your age. If you want to hear godly wisdom, probably you need to hear from a spiritual father and or a spiritual mother that is walking in maturity. In Matthew chapter 1, we'll look at this jump-off scripture in the Amplified Bible, Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. It talks about Jesus. Check it out what it says. She, Mary, will bear a son and shall call his name Jesus. It says the Greek form of the Hebrew word Joshua, which means Savior. And then it goes on to say, for he will save, here's what he's going to do, he will save his people from their sins, but check this out, that is, he will prevent them from failing and missing the true end and scope of life, which is God. Years ago, I read this scripture from the book of Matthew, and it just jumped out at me this last part. Is that Jesus has come to be Savior. He's come more than, more than just save you from your sins. He's come to be the Lord of your life that causes you and requires you to adjust your thinking, your, your, your activity, your expectation, what you do with your life. Why? So that you will not fall and you will not miss the true end and scope of life which is God, that you can go through life, you can develop naturally, physically, you can develop mentally in your business or, or just life experience, but never develop spiritually, never mature and be the man or the woman God wants you to be, never able to be the person that could give a cup of cold water spiritually in the name of the Lord that would restore and help and satisfy someone that needs a God word, that you could go through all your life and have money in the bank and have great vacations and great life experiences and have people shout your name at your grave but still miss the scope of life, which is God. My challenge for all of us in this entire series is that we grow, but not just grow, but we've got an end game. I want to mature. I want to be everything God wants me to be. I don't want to pull back. I don't want to go back. I'm just not interested in you being Savior, me going to heaven, me punching the ticket, me, me receiving eternal life. I want to make you the Lord of my life that changes me, that works in me, that causes demands in me, that causes me to step up and step out into all the will of God. Can anybody in the room help me and just say amen? Man. You might, listen, you might not do anything really bad, but you not, might not do anything really good spiritually. You might just miss the end, the scope of your life. You, you, you might fail. I might fail. I mean, we know people that have been walked and then they've just walked in and they've walked out. They, they've walked close and they've walked distant. Don't be that person. Be that person that just says, I am going to follow God can I say it this way? Come hell or high water. 
I am going to develop myself. I am going to hold myself on a short leash because I know if the leash gets long, like I don't know about you guys, but when, when I ride my bike and I see one of some of them walkers out there like down by Roar Park and I'm walking around there and they're not walking on the inside, they're walking on the outside where the bike lane is. That's my lane. You're walking in my lane now. And, and they, got that, they got that dog leash, but they don't have that tight dog leash. They got that extended dog leash. Come on, that 15-yarder, you know, it makes me nervous. I'm going, that leash is too long. Because it might kick me, might take me out. You letting your life go wherever. No, no, no. Listen, keep your life on a short leash. Because the flesh wants to do crazy stuff. And you'll find your life not maturing and not growing in the dimension God wants. Listen, teenagers are known for bad decisions because they're teens. No life experience. No dig on teens or young adults. But, but we all know, grown men and grown women, let's be real, that we could sit back and if it was just you or me, we would all figure out, we'd all say, they're probably foolish. Probably foolish. Never grew up, never matured, still making bad decisions, still doing crazy stuff. Listen to me, God wants all of us to grow and grow with an expectation of maturity that there's a point in our life that people would look to us as spiritual fathers and also spiritual mothers. The Apostle Paul, um, a key scripture for us that we'll go to in just a second, let me set it up, in the book of Philippians chapter 3, Paul wrote, and he said this, things that were gained to me, that I used, I used to think were gained to me, I've now considered loss. Th things that I thought were so important are no longer important to me. He, he said, all, I, all I've come to the conclusion is I want to know Jesus better. I, I want to know him in his suffering, but I also want to know him in the power of his resurrection. I, I, I want to be found in him. I don't want to have my own righteousness, my own self-righteousness. I don't, I don't want my name paraded. I want his name paraded. I want to grow. I want to change. I want to develop. I want more. But I know it's not just self. It's got to be selfless and allowing his power to flow and work in me. I, I'm, I'm just not talking about being successful in business or, or, or being the entrepreneur or being the whatever else it is that we all do. But, but I want to grow and I want to mature and I want to know him more and more. As we approach 2023, can I just throw it out there that you and I have a clean slate to walk on and to work with. Whatever you've done before, can I just say it this way? If it hasn't worked, will you please, in Jesus' name, stop it and let's find what does work. And we have tried truth from the scripture that will work for whoever works it. We have to work it in our life. We have to get in our conscience. We have to work it in our bodies, making our bodies shore up and do the will of God. Serve, give, all those things, forgive. But if we want change, we have the ability to do so in 2023. Come on, somebody help me. So here's what Paul says. 
Oh, this is all of us. The Apostle Paul, the guy who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. The guy who's seen Jesus. He's had open visions. Jesus appeared to him. The guy who was actually stoned, and he came back to life as the believers gathered around him. He'd seen it all. He'd been shipwrecked. He'd been forgotten. He'd been beaten and bruised and bloodied. Yet he comes up still fighting, wanting more of Jesus Christ. He says, I'm, I, I, I've not got it all yet. I, what I considered was gain. I, I've thought about his loss. He's, he actually calls it dung. He uses a different word, if you will really believe it, in the, in the Greek. <laughs> it's all worthless. I, I want to know him. I want to know the power of his resurrection. That's where my maturity, that's where my growth has to happen. That's my focus. And then he says these phenomenal verse, uh, verses in chapter 3. Verse 12 of the book of Philippians, check it out. He says, not that I have already attained it. You wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, man. You've seen visions, you've seen dreams, you've seen angels, you've had experience. But he says, I haven't attained it. He says, I, or I'm not even already perfected. I, I, I'm not perfect yet. But I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. He says, brethren, I don't count myself to have apprehended. He says the same thing again. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things that are ahead, verse 14, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul says we're all on a journey. No one's arrived, me included, he says. He says, I haven't attained it. He says, I'm not perfected. I haven't even fully apprehended what he has apprehended in me. In other words, he, he, he's, he's come to me and he's apprehended me, but, but I've still not quite got a good grasp on him. And, and that's my pursuit. That, that's my attention. That, that's, that, that's my progress. That's my goal for maturity in my life that I can lay hold of him in the same way that he's laid hold of me. Paul says this, and he realizes that he had to reorder his life to be pleasing to God. I can't stress it enough. You and I must reorder our lives to be pleasing to God. This is spiritual maturity. I just can't go through life and looking at a new year, doing the same thing if I want something different. I, I want to grow. I want to develop. I, I want to be a spiritual father. I want to be a spiritual mother. I, I want to be somebody, uh, the person that somebody looks to, and I've got an answer. I know some scripture. I might not know everything, but I'm going to find out some more in 2023. I want to apprehend him like he's apprehended me. I am going to demand myself to change. Come on, anybody in the room? Yeah. We talked about last week that what was the struggle, what was the pain, what was a, a tripping up point in 2022? I don't want to carry that in 2023. I, I want to be done with that and or it's getting less and less and smaller and smaller in my life. And, and the word of Christ, the, the word of God and the, and, and the power of his presence, I want it more and more in my life. Paul is saying that our priorities have to change if we're going to continually be pleasing to God. Um, 
let me say it this way. I think we've got a scripture here or, or a screen up for you. Is that maturity is consistent progress in doing what you know is right. Maturity is consistent progress, consistent progress in doing what you know is right. Anybody like me, you just kind of like frustrated that so many times you've got a good plan and you work it out for about three days and then you crash and burn. <laughs> Exercise, eating, praying, reading the word. Come on, come on. Anybody going to help a preacher up here in this morning? All right, all right. We're all the same. We're all humans, right? So Paul says, I haven't apprehended. I haven't got it all together. I haven't laid hold of him like he's laid hold of me, but I'm oppressed. I'm oppressed. I'm, I'm, I'm not done. I've not attained it. I'm not perfected. I've not fully apprehended, but, but it, it's, 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 it's a goal of mine, and it's out there, and it's not a carrot I can't reach. Well, it is a carrot I can't reach, but I'm going to keep reaching for it. <laughs> I'm never, we'll talk about it. You're never going to get it, but it's a goal worth pursuing. Can I say it that way? You're never going to get it. Listen to me. You go to the gym, and there's always somebody lifting more weights than you. You, you go to the workplace or whatever in your realm of influence, there's always somebody making more money than you. So it's not about that. But it's about what Christ is doing in you and what he wants you to be. And that be your goal. And you keep reaching, you keep pressing, you keep pushing, you keep looking, you keep asking, you keep seeking, you keep knocking. Come on, everybody. You keep growing, you keep reading, you keep studying. You Come on, you're, you're, this is what we do so we can keep maturing and be the kind of people. Listen to me that change our community, that change our families, that all of a sudden we start being the people in situations that we read about in years gone by, of people that we appreciate, people that have changed culture. And so we see this. Paul says this, these three things. It's amazing. Paul says this, I forget what's behind me. I reach forward to what's before me. And I press to the goal. I, I, I forget what's behind me. I reach forward to what's before me. And, and I press toward the goal. L look at these three things. Forgetting. 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 I, I have talked to so many people over the course of 38 years being in the ministry. And just, you know, for friend, even if you're friends. I have found that most people have a very, very difficult time in forgetting. Forgetting the hurt, forgetting the wrong, forgetting the pain, forgetting the neglect, forgetting what didn't happen to you, what you thought should have happened to you. Paul says you have to forget what's behind. You got to forget it. You for, can I say it this way? You got to forget the bad, but you got to forget the good too. Because if you'll just keep remembered about that good, you'll never expect any more good. So he says, you've got to forget. You've got to forget those things that are behind. And then he says, you've got to reach forward to what's before. He talks about reaching. Reaching talks about what we sang about this morning. Expectation. 
Expectation, like Kimberly said, from Psalm 127, uh, that though you wait in the Lord, I would have lost heart unless I believed I'd see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Then David says, wait in the Lord. That word wait means to be bound together by twisting, that you're twisted together in the will of God, that you're maturing, you're developing, you're growing spiritually as you're waiting on God. His will is being worked in you. Your will is being worked out of you and more and more of Jesus Christ is taking ascendancy in your mind, your will, your emotions, your intellect, in your spirit, working out through your physical body. Listen to me, something happens as we forget and something happens as we reach forward. Can you say amen? But then he says, you're reaching forward, but then you got to have a mindset. You're going to press. You're going to press. You're just going to keep pressing. You're not going to quit. You're not going to go back. You're not going to pull back. You're going to have perseverance. You're going to have endurance. You're going to have consistency. You're not going to start and stop, and you're going to be a sputtering like my 1971 Volkswagen Beetle. Come on, somebody, that I had one time when I was in college. And I would, I would be a mad daredevil going downhill, topping out at 70 miles an hour. Come on, everybody. Y'all remember that? But going uphill, you're fourth, and then you're third, and then you're second. And every time there's a long hill, I'm in first gear. Come on, going 15 miles an hour. And everybody I was beating going downhill dashed me going uphill. I want to have some press that gets me over the hill. Spiritual mature men and women can get over the hills of life, the mountains of life, and not get crushed and not quit God and not quit church and not quit friends and not quit the word of God. So Paul says, you're going to have to forget what's behind. You're going to have to keep reaching to what's before you. And you're going to have to have a mindset that keeps pressing to the goal. Amen, everybody? Now, for the rest of our time together, I want to talk to you just as you think about this this week. And as we close the year down, looking at 2023, and what I'm going to share here for the next few moments before we call it a Sunday are going to be so simple that they could easily be overlooked. But these two things that I will share with you concerning the ability for your life to mature are the foundation that you are never going to get away from that must be consistently and conscientiously worked into your life for your life to mature, to grow, and to mature in Christ's likeness. Listen to me. I could say it this way. The road to maturity it isn't difficult, but it is demanding. It's not difficult. Anybody can do it. But it is demanding. It's going to require you and it's going to require me to reorder my life and change some things and allow margin in my life for God and not just stuff. You know, we can go to the grocery store and we can buy all kinds of food. It's all food, but we know there is food that will fill and there's food that will satisfy. There's food that will fuel you, or we could say it, there's food that will just fill you. We want to have food that will fuel us and a life with Christ that will cause us to move forward 
that will get us over every mountain, every hill, every challenge, every difficulty, so that we're not the ones that somebody says, well, I thought you went to church. What? I, I don't want to be that person. Well, well I, I, I thought that you were like passionate, and, and then what, what happened? Mm -mm. I don't want anybody in our church nor anybody I know to go through that. And yet in the last two and a half years, we've seen millions leave the community of Christ over challenging things in culture. Listen to me. Because, by and large, they have not grown spiritually. Your roots determine your fruits. Two things, so simple. Listen, I'm, I'm telling you right up, just so simple that you could miss, but I don't believe you're going to this morning. Number one, if we're going to grow and we're going to mature, you just have to be with Jesus. Listen to me. Be with Jesus. What this means is that you have to make up your mind, every day I am going to spend time with Jesus. Paul said, I want to know him. I want to know him. I want to know him. Listen to me. There's only two ways scripturally, or we could say there's only two ways spiritually as a believer that this can be satisfied in your, in your life. Number one, read the word. You got to read the word and you got to be a person of just prayer. You've got to read the word and you got to be a person of prayer. That is it. There is no other way around it. If you are going to be with Jesus, the word must be predominant in your life and prayer must be predominant in your life. I'd like to say it this way. When you read the Bible, pray. And when you pray, read the Bible. Read the scriptures and pray the scriptures. Read the scriptures and pray the scriptures. Um, when we talk about prayer and we're looking at looking in anticipation to January 2nd through January 22nd for our 21 days of prayer and fasting in the new year. We're going to be here every Monday, January 7th, January 9th, and then January, whatever that is, 16th. And then that, that Fridays, those three Fridays, we're going to have corporate prayer together in this facility for about an hour, 6.30 till 7.30. We're asking you to be fasting and praying at your house, seeking God, what that means for you, skipping a meal, developing and devo devoting that time to looking at Christ, reading the scripture, getting alone with him. Listen to me. Prayer has got to be a foundation in your life. Uh, what, we find, what we find in the life of Jesus is that Jesus got away from the crowds. We'll read a scripture in a moment. He got away from the crowds. Listen, listen to me. Jesus, God in human flesh like you and me, had to get away and pull away from it all to commune and pray with God. If he did it, if that was necessary for him, how much more necessary is it for you and me? The scripture tells us that he got away from the crowds. He, we would say family, friends, coworkers, business, to just be alone with God. These times are what fueled him to do the will of God, to fulfill the purpose and the plan of God, for, for maturity, we would say, in his life, so he could say yes to the best 
and no to everything else. To know exactly who to have an engaged conversation with. To, knew who, to know who was really sincere and a seeker or who was just trying to set him up. We see time and time again that Jesus got alone with God. It was, listen to me, it was his pattern. It wasn't something he did once a year for 21 days of prayer and fasting. That's something uh, extensual that we're adding to our normal life. But prayer was a continuum in his life. He would get alone and spend time with God. So much so that a scripture like Luke chapter 5, verse 16, check it out. Luke 5, 16 says this, so he often, notice this, often, often withdrew into the wilderness. Different translation says, the deserted place, the remote place, the desolate place, the lonely place, and he prayed. What this scripture is telling us in these different translations is that Jesus got away from everybody, he got away from everything, and he needed to have concentrated, uh, quiet time alone with God the Father. If he needed it, how much more do we need it? No distractions, no disturbances. And so listen to me. I can tell you all, I can see already some of your minds are going, but you don't know. I'm a mom with, with, with two small children. With, I'm a dad running a business. You don't know my schedule. Listen to me. I don't know your schedule, but I do know it. That if you'll keep running at the pace you're running, you could be just like what we read in Matthew 1.21. You could miss the scope and the end of your life. And you could fail in having it all, but not having the best. God wants us to mature. He wants us to develop. And the only way we're going to get it is two ways right here about being with Jesus. It's going to come by spending time in the Word, and it's going to come by spending time in prayer. Again, these 21 days of prayer and fasting coming up, I, I, hope, I, I hope you look at it with, with anticipation, with expectation that, again, you'll forget what hasn't happened maybe before, and, and you'll reach forward to what's before you right now, and you'll, you'll demand that your body, mind, will, emotions, and intellect, and, and your spirit press toward the goal of, receiving something maybe you haven't received up until now. I believe that God will meet all of us at our point of need during this 21 days of prayer and fasting. I believe that. Somebody said this, I wrote it down, is that prayer is availability for God to speak. P prayer is availability for God to speak. If you never make yourself available for God to speak, or I could say it this way, he could be speaking and you just don't even know he's speaking. You've never made yourself available. So prayer is saying, Lord, you're available. And someone said this, prayer is awareness of him speaking. It's just awareness of him speaking. I'm aware of you. I'm, 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 I'm fine-tuning my, my spirit to your voice, and I'm, and I'm hearing you, and I'm, I'm realizing that's you. And so what's going to happen during this 21 days, and, and again, the jump start for the rest of your life as you mature and grow spiritually, is that is, is, is just this, is that is listening, just listening. It really equals learning. In prayer, I'm, I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen to you, and I'm going to... I'm going to learn from you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to attune my ear and the, the, my heart to you. And I'm, I'm going to get alone. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to section off some time in my life where I can just be alone and, and, and be still, be still with you. 
That's the prayer side. Then, you know, hand in glove, we've got to have this, this word side, this Bible side, this, this get, get, I could just say it this way, just get a daily reading plan in place. Just get a daily reading plan in place. I want to encourage you, you know, for 42 years I've been reading the Bible. I've done all kinds of things. And you've heard me say this before, and I really stand by it. I, I, I'm not really a proponent of read the Bible in a year. <laughs> I'm really not. Because you read the Bible in a year, and the great thing is you get a little sticker at the end of it. Great, wonderful. And you really feel good about yourself, but doggone it, you probably don't remember anything. I, I, because I, I, what happens in my life is just like my college exams. I would do what all good college students did, and I crammed. Come on, somebody. You cram the day before, the night before. You cram it in, you cram it out, and you forget about it. But a life with God, a life with Christ can't be that way. You want to work it into the fabric of your life. So it's the daily eating. It's the daily coming, saying, I'm in need again today, and I, and I want you in my life, and I desire you in my life, and speak to me from your word. It's like what Job said, when, when your word becomes like necessary food, I'm, I'm going to hear your voice. Maturity is going to come. And I really believe it that spiritually anemic Christians concerning the word are just are, are the Christians that get picked off by the enemy. So if you want to make it to the finish line, if you don't want to keep hearing the wolves surrounding you howling and them nipping at your hamstrings to take you out, you're going to have to have time every day in the word of God. Not just reading the word of God, like I said, but what the scriptures talk about, Bible meditation. You read slow. You put yourself in the story. You're allowing God's thoughts and his will and his purpose of what he's saying to mold and shape your thoughts in pointing you and looking at your future. So you're reading with a goal in mind. I want to experience change. I'm praying with a goal in mind. I want to experience change. I want my life to change. I want to grow. I want to be immature. I don't want to, I don't want to be that dude. I'm just... I don't want to be the dude around the, around the table or whatever, and somebody says, hey, who wants to pray? And I'm going like, oh, please don't pick me. Please don't pick me. I want to be the person that says, pick me. I got something to pray right here. Or, or you at work, and they say, hey, uh, uh, oh, should we pray? Should we pray around? Yeah, and you, I'm the one. I've got something to say here. Why? Because you're growing spiritually, and you realize who you are in Christ, and you realize what he's done for you because you're spending time listening, you're spending time learning, you're spending time reading, you're spending time praying, you're working it into the fabric of your life. Can anybody say amen? amen. Uh, I, I really believe this is that one of, the, one of the practices of prayer is to prepare you to handle the pressures of life. Listen to me. If you don't pray, you, you're going to fold like an old cheap chair. <laughs> if you don't pray, if you don't get along with God, if you don't get along with God, listen to me. Let, 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 me, let me challenge you. Let me just challenge you scripturally, biblically. You need to pray and you need to get along with God the first thing in the morning. And you need to get along with God the last thing at night. Listen to me. Scientists have proven that the first thing you think about in the morning and the last thing you think about at night has the ability to cause great, great outcomes in your life. What you give yourself to first. So if you get up in the morning and you're on this thing, 
and you're scrolling and you're seeing IG and you're seeing your news channel and you're seeing all your stuff and you're answering emails and all this stuff, you are already consumed and you are in a spiral that's painting a picture of your life. And why, before you go to bed, if it's Netflix and it's HBO and it's, and it's this and it's whatever you're doing and, the, and then all of a sudden you're trying to sleep, and, and listen to me, it's going to wear you out. It's going to wear you out. But the Bible says there's a way to have rest and there's a way to have refreshing. There's a way to have a different kind of life that will cause the trajectory of your life, the business aspect of your life, the mothers, the fathers, the, 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 the aged and the young to have success in life if you'll spend the first part of your day with him and the last part of your day with him. Get alone with God often. He withdrew to the wilderness, the desert place, the remote place, the alone place, the lonely place, Jesus, and he prayed. He got alone with God the Father. This is what we do. Listen, unless you think, you know, I, I grew up in a, in a generation and a time where there was a great, great preacher, and he wrote like a book, at least one book, and there was all kinds of all kind of great things and articles and DVDs, and this is back in that day about could you not pray one hour and taking the Lord's prayer, and we've done it, and we were like, could you not pray one hour? Can I tell you, could you not pray five minutes? It's not necessarily the amount, although amount sometimes might matter, but I'm just encouraging you. God knows your heart. God knows your schedule. Take the weight off. Take the pressure off and just say, yes, I'm going to go to bed a little bit earlier. And yes, I'm going to get up a little bit earlier. And I'm going to reorder my life for maturity. And I'm going to grow in 2023 spiritually. And I am going to read the word. And I'm going to pray. And I'm going to set the agenda of my day. And I'm going to see what God will speak to me in 2023. Is that not all right, everybody? Thank you for that golf clap, but I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. I love this scripture in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. I just love it. It says this. Joshua says this. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Notice that? The word of God's got to be in your mouth. This book of the law. We'd say the word of God. Uh, so I would encourage you, may, maybe something to do in 2023. Read the word of God out loud a little bit. Uh, but you shall meditate in it. How, how often? Day and night. Oh, when you wake up. Uh, when you go to bed. You're thinking about it. It's just, it's just in your thinking. <laughs> in the car, at the store, with your kids, at school. Whatever you're doing, you're thinking about it. Why? That you may observe to do it, right? According to all that's written in it. Then, then and only then, you'll make your way prosperous. And then you'll have good success. I do not know anybody in the room, anybody online, anybody I've ever met that doesn't want the last part. Everybody wants prosperity. Everybody wants their way to, to be good. Everybody wants to have good success here. It's what it tells you to do if that is what you want. If you want your life, your marriage, your, your, your education, if you want your business, if you want your, your spiritual life to grow, then do this. Keep the word of God in your heart. Keep it in your mouth. Think about it all the time. Have a daily reading plan. Get God working into the fabric of your life because if you'll do it, you're going to start observing to do it. If you're reading it, 
God's going to start talking to you. Hey, you should do this. You should forgive that person. You should, you know what? You don't need to get stressed about that. You don't have to be anxious about that. You don't have to fear that. I've got you. I'm your shepherd. You'll start hearing God talk to you. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that mothers and fathers, he says, don't, don't forsake the teaching of your mother and father because those words will be like an ornament around your neck. He said, it'll speak to you when you wake up. It'll talk to you when you go on your way. The word of God has got the ability to speak to you and to alter your direction consistently if you will allow it. And I will allow it. Come on, somebody. Here's what we got to do, 2023. Come on, as we're going to mature, be with Jesus. Be with Jesus. Just lastly, while we conclude this service and this, this series, if we talk about just be with Jesus, just be in the Word, be in prayer, just be with Jesus. Become like Jesus. If we're, if, again, if we're reading it, if we're praying it, I, I, I want to become it. I'm not just, again, the disconnect. Becoming like Jesus isn't, again, long hair, you know, dark, you know, darker olive skin as a Middle Eastern man isn't wearing sandals, isn't wearing a, isn't wearing a cross, isn't, you know, what would Jesus do? Come on, WWJD bracelet. It, 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 it's, it's working out what he's worked in. I want to become like Jesus. The, the scripture is real clear. We got his DNA in us. I want to work that out in my daily living. I, I want to look like him. I want to, I want to act like him. I want to talk like him. I, because I, I want to work out what he's worked in. I, I want to, Paul says this, he says, you know, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So there's, there's, there's three scriptures. I'm not going to read them all to you, but I'm going to give you these nuggets in these scriptures I think that are really important for us to look at as we've talked about this already. Is that Paul says in Romans chapter 8, he says this, we, we are, have been predestined to be conformed and do his image. We have been, past tense, we have been. Then he says something interesting in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. He says this, we are right now, we are right now being changed into his likeness from glory to glory. We have been predestined, and then right now, we have been changed into his image from glory to glory. And then John the apostle writes this in 1 John chapter 3, and he says, we know when he appears, we're going to be like him. Well, 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 hang on. We have been predestined to be like him. We are being changed. And when he appears the second time, we're going to be like him. Yeah, yeah. This is our ever, or this is our never-ending, ever-pursuing, ever-growing, ever-maturing, ever-reaching, ever apprehending, ever developing, ever forgetting, ever pressing, ever reaching goal for all of us. He's pursued us. He saved us. The scripture tells us we have been predestined to be conformed, changed, to look like Christ. We, we are right now in this earth experience being changed. And yet, this mystery that we don't know what it's going to be like, when he comes back, we're going to be just like him. We're going to be just like him. The scripture says that we see an image of this after the resurrection, that all of a sudden Jesus walks through the, a wall. He just all of a sudden appears. This physical body, this spiritual body, can come and knows no time and distance and space and 
and he ate fish with the brothers. It's, it's something that we just can't quite figure out. Become like Jesus. He says we are, we have been, and we will be. Past, present, and future. We will forever be growing more and more like him. I read a quote this past week, and I wrote it down. This author said this, as a finite human being, we will grow in our relationship with the infinite Jesus for eternity. As a finite human being, we will grow in our relationship with Jesus since he is the infinite Jesus for eternity. So the Apostle Paul says this, what do we do? What do we do now? What's, what, what should be our, as we're, as we're forgetting, we're, we're reaching, we're pressing, we're, we're, we're in this life ex, experience and we've all got stuff we've dealt with and growing through. He says, listen, just, just be with Jesus. Just be with Jesus. Just be with Jesus. Have, have, a, have a prayer time. Have a, have a time in the Word where you can hear, hear God and meditate, think about it during the day. And let, 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 let pursuit be passionate in your life. Let, let spiritual growth be passionate about what you do. And so he writes to this, this church at Ephesus, and he just culminates it all, and he says this in Ephesians chapter 4. He says, put off the old man. Just put off that old man, that former conduct. It, it grows corrupt according to lust. Just, just put it off. Put it off. And then he says, be, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Just, just have, the, have the spirit of your mind renewed by, by thinking about the word of God. And then he says this, put on the new man. Put on the new man that's created in righteousness and holiness. So he just tells us these three things. It's Again, it's kind of like past, present, and future. Just, just put off that old man. Every day I have a choice. If I'm going to let the old man rise up, put him off. Put them off. Put off those old thinking. Put off that unforgiveness, the bitterness, the resentment, the, 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 the depression, the, the crazy thoughts that, that I allow to have mental space in my head that the devil says might happen. Oh, put it off. Put it off. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. How, how am I going to get a new mindset? Well, I'm only going to get it from God's word. Be renewed in the spirit of my mind. It's, I say this before many times. I think of the spirit of your mind as if, if you take your your hand off the steering wheel. And we know that if, you're, if your car's out of balance, it'll pull one way or the other. You know, uh, what happens when you just kind of like let your mind go for a minute? In, in the sense of you're, you're, you're just not quite thinking about anything. Do you, do, do you go negative or, or, or do you go positive? Do, do you go never gonna happen? Or do you go with God all things are possible? Do, do, do you go be it unto me according to your word or uh, the word of God will never work in my life? Or, or, or you don't know what I've done, or I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What happens in the spirit of your mind? And Paul says, just put on that new man. Put on that new man. That's why you got to read the word. That's why you got to get around the people of God. You got to get around some spiritual mothers and fathers that are going to infuse B12 word into your soul. Right? Come on, just, just become like Jesus. Become more and more like Jesus. What was stressing you out isn't stressing you out. What was frustrating you isn't frustrating you anymore. I've been with Jesus, and I'm becoming like Jesus. I'm working it in my life. So there's no disconnect. 
So, so it's not a Sunday thing. It's a, it's a Monday thing and a Tuesday thing and a Wednesday thing because Monday morning I, I was with Jesus. And, and Monday night I closed the day and I'm just saying, Lord, how did we do today? L Lord, I was, I was a little bit short today there. And, and I said that today. And, and, and Lord, yeah, I didn't, I didn't stretch the truth, Lord. <laughs> I flat out lied there. And I'm coming to you, and I'm asking you to forgive me. And I'm asking you to cleanse me and work your perfect work in me because I want to be changed from glory to glory. Can anybody say amen? amen. Come on, anybody say amen. amen. I, I want to pray a prayer over your life. It's from Philippians chapter 1. Can I do it? Bow your head. Would you do it this morning? As we conclude this, sir, this series and this service today, I pray that your love will overflow. God's love will overflow in your life more and more. And I pray that you'll keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. I pray that you will understand what really matters so that you will live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. I pray that you may always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, that righteous character that's produced in you by Jesus Christ, and that your life is going to bring much glory and praise to God. In the name of Jesus, all God's people said amen. amen. Come on, all God's people in the back said amen. All God's people online said amen. Y'all are online. Come on, why y'all say that? Come on. Come on, stand up with us. Will you do that this morning? We want to grow. We want to de develop. We want to know Jesus more and more. And it's a goal. It's a pursuit. It's a desire. It's a press. So let's do that this year. Let's do this as we look at 2023. And that the life of God, the life of Christ is going to be realized more and more in us. All around the room, while your head's bowed, your eyes closed, come on, no one looking around online as well. If you haven't made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, this is your time right now. We're going to say a prayer in the next couple of seconds. Before we do, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. If that's you, if you say, I've never made Jesus the Lord of my life, and I want to make him the Lord of my life, he's going to come running into your life. He's got a plan for your life. He's got a purpose for your life. He's got a dream and a goal for your life. And my prayer is that you and I would not be like what we read in Matthew 1.21. We wouldn't miss the true meaning of life. We would, we would fail and we would miss out. We don't have to miss out. The beginning of that is saying a prayer and asking Jesus to be Lord, turning from our ways and allowing him to penetrate our heart and for our heart to be brand new. So all over the room, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but you want to know him today, you're away from him maybe, and you just say, man, today is a day I want to know him. I want to know him better. I want to know him more. I want to, I want to be with Jesus. I want to become like Jesus. You have the opportunity right now, you online as well. When I count to three, if you want to be included in that prayer, just lift up your hand all over the room. Come on, one, two, three, lift up your hand. Just say, that's me. Include me in that prayer. I want to know Jesus. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. I see two hands were lifted this morning. Praise God. Awesome. Thank you for your hands. Thank you for your boldness. You that raised your hand, again, when we say this every week, and this is the truth, is that we're, we're going to say a prayer. 
And, and the prayer, the prayer is a beginning point. The prayer is an end point. The prayer is a beginning point that you're going to have a spiritual transaction that happens. Christ is going to come to live in your heart by the power and person of the Holy Spirit. Now, God's asking you to pursue that, walk that out in your daily living. Keep coming to church. Keep getting around the people of God, the, 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 the Word of God, the, the prayer of the saints. And God's going to lead you into a place of victory continually. So all over the room, let's pray this right now. Say this out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now in Jesus' name. I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. So I believe in my heart and I say with my mouth, God raised Jesus from the dead. Be my Lord. Be my Savior forever and ever. I repent. I change my mind. I change my direction. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's clap for these two right now that prayed. Maybe others online as well. Come on. We don't know. Come on, people watching all over the world. Come on, everybody. Jesus is Lord. Come on. He wants us to grow. He wants us to change.